What's up, guys? This is Miles Markowitz. And this is Brad Thomas. Here to give you the best sports insights to beat your book. You only need to ask one question. What's the spread? All right, we are off and running on a week one edition of college football. It's What's the Spread? Miles on Sports here. Mr. Brad Thomas. It's the best weekend of the year, my friend. Labor Day weekend. Five straight days of college football. We got some great matchups going into the first weekend. How we feel? Dude, listen, I'm actually a little mad at myself. Um, I think the whole me going to Twitter jail kind of threw off my mentality. I was going to switch into my Alabama polo, and I just went to Twitter jail, and now I'm just like totally can't even think about what I was supposed to wear. But you know what? We are talking college football, so everything in life is good in Twitter jail, in Twitter prison, in Twitter probation. As long as I'm talking college football, I'm happy. And as long as you're back for tomorrow night. Yeah. Because uh, I'll important. tell you, we got, some, we got some good games on Thursday, so-so games on Friday, but this is uh, just another great Saturday to talk about. Let's go ahead and get into it. We got a top five matchup, number five Notre Dame, number two Ohio State, under the lights, in the shoe, and what do you know, you and I are both going to be Tailgating all day in Columbus. We got tickets to the game. Can't wait to go with you. We got a 17-point spread here for Ohio State. I cannot tell you, Brad, how long I have thought about this for, for weeks now um, on, on which way I was going to go with this spread. The line opened at 13 and a half. So let's start there. Everybody throwing their money on Ohio State. I want to take everybody back to 2019 for a second. Uh, Ryan Day's first year, Ohio State, Florida Atlantic. Ohio State was only favored by 21 points in that home opener against Florida Atlantic. And going into that season, I made a lot of money on Ohio State that season, by the way, yeah. because we destroyed the spread. I think we were 9-3 and three against the spread in the regular season. Everybody was downplaying us. No one knew what Ryan Day was going to bring. It was easy money. Now you've got a top five matchup against Notre Dame, and it's a 17-point spread. Yes. How did we get here? I mean, how much do you have to be hyped to be favored by 17 points in a top five matchup, even if it's at home? You know, this is interesting. I like thought about this match like you did back and forth for a while. And I even went on NBC and I said, there's no way in hell I am backing a 17 point favorite week one during primetime. But then I thought about it from a, 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 like, um, a betting standpoint. You think that the primetime game uh, versus two top five teams is going to be off by four, four and a half points. I think that line was sharp when it came out. I thought you guys were a two touchdown favorite. You win by two touchdowns. I'm going to have to like talk about this from a rational standpoint. Miles, we know Ohio State's going to boast this amazing offense. Notre Dame might not. You know, We know Tom Reese came in as offensive coordinator, but they're going to have a, a lot of holes to fill a lot of their identity is going to be gone but i'm going to back notre dame at plus 17 because i'm a firm believer that well i think ohio state will be good defensively and they will improve i do not know if it changes in one game two games but from ohio state standpoint in a playoff uh playoff uh roadmap covering this game doesn't matter you get a top five victory opening your season that's the only thing that matters. I like Notre Dame enough to trust that Vegas got this right and it's going to be a 14-point win. 
Yeah, Notre Dame plus 17 is the play here. I would say don't overthink it. Go with the points. Yeah. You know, we're we're going into week one, and there's a lot of question marks with a lot of teams. And with Ohio State, there is still question marks on the defensive side of the ball. We don't know what Jim Knowles is bringing to the table just yet. They could come out and just have their hair on fire, yeah. you know, get after the quarterback. Notre Dame has no answer. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think there's going to be kinks to work out. Notre Dame is coming in with a strong offensive line. They're going to come in with a game plan of not doing too much. Brett, Marcus Freeman is just going to try to stay in this game. He's yeah. not uh, He's he's not expecting to win this football game. And then on the other side, Ryan Day isn't concerned with winning by 17. It's like you said, he's concerned with winning the football game. Yep. There's going to be a lot of things to figure out here. But you think back to last season, okay? Oregon, Ohio State. Oregon was 14 and a half point dogs in that game, and they won outright. And it was yeah. convincingly. They came into the shoot and they dominated. So who's to say that Notre Dame can't do the same thing? I think Ohio State can only go up defensively, and I think their offense is going to be even better. And I think they're going to win this game by 11 to 14 points is, is, is how many I see them winning this game by. Same. But it's not crazy to think that Notre Dame can come in and do what Oregon did if Ohio State didn't learn from their past mistakes. Michigan yeah. used the same exact game plan. Strong offensive line, good running game, get to the outside. Don't don't give the defensive line time to get to the quarterback. It worked. It worked in the Michigan game. Ohio State was favored by seven in that game, didn't cover. Yeah. Ohio State was favored by another 14 points against Penn State at home, didn't cover. Ohio State was favored by a touchdown against Utah in the Rose Bowl, didn't cover. So right now, Ohio State is just not a smart team to bet on, in my opinion, especially to open up the season. I agree. I mean, like – you'd have to be kind of blind to go out there and bet Ohio state, not saying that you're blind. Like you're just not looking at the the paintings, the, the, the pictures on the wall, what the rose colored lips, you know, all those sayings they want to talk about sports betting. Like it's a pretty gift of a line. And the last thing I'll say is Notre Dame uh, had the 15th ranked offense in total points allowed last season. And they return a lot of their starters on defense. So yeah. Notre Dame is going to have an answer for this high powered uh, Ohio state attack. All it's going to take is, one or two turnovers by this Ohio State offense, uh, maybe early in the game, late in the game, for Notre Dame to get that cover. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to uh, another big point spread here. We got number 11, Oregon, and number three, Georgia, in Atlanta. And what do you know? Georgia is favored by 17 points. This is the game before Notre Dame, Ohio State at 330. I'm going to go ahead and start here. I'm taking Oregon plus 17. And I was all over Georgia. Before today, I was. I was I was all over Georgia minus 17. I was going to hammer the line. I wasn't going to overthink it too much. But when I'm looking at Oregon, Dan Lanning is making his debut here. I think Dan Lanning is going to do enough on the defensive side of the ball to limit Stetson Bennett. I think it's going to be a little bit closer in the first quarter than Georgia players are used to. They lose a lot of players on the defensive side of the ball. They still have a lot to figure out. And on the other side, Oregon, quarterback, it's either going to be Bo Nix or Ty Thompson. I think we're going to see both quarterbacks – Georgia, at this point, they're probably preparing for Bo Nix. But I think we actually might see both. And I think that Dan Lanning is going to do just enough in his debut to stay in this game. I don't see a runaway blowout from Georgia here. What do you think? I'm actually going to go on Georgia. I had this uh, as a 21-point victory. I had it 35-14. And for me, it's not about either team being worse or, or better than the other it's about trusting the fact that you know Georgia pretty much has a home game here they have the returning quarterback it's not a new system for Stetson Bennett and he, he has weapons I don't think this Oregon's defense is going to push them enough 
to where it's going to be like late in the season where they're playing uh, an Alabama or possibly a Texas A&M in the uh, championship game. He's got Brock Bowers, Eric Gilbert, like guys who are quality. Um, McKenzie, uh, Kenny McIntosh and uh, Kendall Milton at running back, guys who can get the ball moving. I do think that defense will still be really good. And I just don't know, man, that cross-country trip played the, the defending champions. There's going to be a little chip on the Georgia shoulder because you already know people like us are already doubting Stetson Bennett. I don't yeah. think this is the game where he doesn't fall. I had this one where you're right. Oregon does enough, but I think Georgia scores about 35 points in this one. And keep in mind, too, uh, this favors Georgia heavily. Uh, last six years, week one games, Oregon is 0-6 against the spread. Georgia is 6-0 against the spread in those games. So that heavily favors Georgia. I was also looking at the Georgia schedule in their 12-0 regular season last year. Only one game did they not win by 17 or more, and that was the opening game against Clemson, wow. that 10-3 victory. So there's a lot that I'm going against here with picking Oregon. I just feel like with both of these games and both of these massive point spreads, I think these are both going to be tighter games uh, than the experts think. I could see – I could easily see 21. Um, but it just impressive by Georgia. Yeah. 11 straight games – where they won by 17 or more points. That's wild. That's just wild. What's crazy is like they were only uh, 10, like 10 and five against the spread in their last like 16 games. But most of those spreads were like so outrageous. Like, you know, yeah. like they just right. blew them out, but the spread was so high. Yeah. All their spreads were in the 20s last year. Yeah. Mid 20s up to the 30s at some point. It was, it was wild. So, We'll see what we get out of the Georgia defense. Really interested to see what we get out of Stetson Bennett and uh, versus Bo Nix, which would be a really interesting quarterback matchup in that one. Yep. All right, we got number seven, Utah, two-and-a-half-point road favorites in the Swamp at Florida. This is a 7 o'clock game on ESPN. Who are you taking? I'm taking Utah. I'm taking the Utes. Um, it starts to get a little bit past the two-and-a-half mark. I kind of get nervous because we do have to acknowledge that the Swamp is one of the toughest places to play. But listen, this is Billy Napier's first year at Florida, and everyone wants to talk about Anthony Richardson coming to Florida, the saving grace. It's not Anthony Richardson that they in the offense that they have to worry about. It's the defense. Defense ranked 24th in defensive efficiency, which will not be good in the SEC, especially against a team who's returning five of their six top pass catchers, a great quarterback in Cam Rising, a great, excuse me, a great running back in Tavion Thomas, I think that Utah wins this game, close one, but they win it. And I'm still taking the minus two because I think they're poised for a fantastic season. It's a defense that only allowed 22 points per game. I think their defense is going to travel. And no, they do not have to play in the Rose Bowl against Ohio State for this game. Yeah, Utah minus two and a half is my biggest bet of the weekend. I am I am all over this one. Not to talk badly about Florida. It is Billy Napier's first game. I think we're going to see a really good performance from Anthony Richardson. I'm really excited to see what he can do in his starting role this year. But, spoiler alert, I've got Utah in the playoff. I think this Utah team is that good. And what has plagued them in the past is slipping up in the early season. But typically, it's not a game where all the entire spotlight is on them. They're, it's going to be a tough cross-country trip in the swamp, tough place to play. But I just don't think Florida's program is where Utah is right now. I think two and a half is a exactly. very favorable spread. I do think it's a close game. I think Utah wins by four. Yeah. And it could be, uh, you know, a uh, fourth quarter touchdown that that wins the game. But Cam Rising, man, that kid was so impressive in the Rose Bowl. I'm just really hoping that Utah can carry over what they did in that Rose Bowl game against Ohio State in this one. Because if they do, 
this is going to be an easy win for them for a Florida team that's only projected to win six or seven games this year. Exactly. Um, exactly. I agree. Yeah. Utah's defense, we talk about them all the time. Kyle Winningham's strength. They return a lot of those guys on a defense that held opponents under 21 points per game last year. They get after the quarterback. I think they had like 41 sacks last year. That's going to be a problem for Richardson early. I think Utah's defense is, is going to be able to stifle Florida enough where they're going to be able to build a lead in the first quarter, and they'll just ride it out. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. It's going to be funny to watch. Like, And also, we have to think about Florida's has to re- replace like 43 touchdowns that were scored last season. Like, They have a lot of holes at running back. I know it's the SEC and they replace, but there's just so many questions on the, on the offensive and defensive side of the ball for Florida where backing Utah, a team who I think has a legitimate chance to be a playoff contender – just give me Utah all day. All right, let's go ahead and wrap it up with number 23, Cincinnati, former college football playoff participant, and number 19, Arkansas. This is a 3:30 game. Arkansas, six-point favorites. This line opened at Arkansas minus 7.5, and, and I feel like it, it stuck around at Arkansas minus 7 for a long time, like for months. And now as we're getting closer to game time, Arkansas sitting here at minus 6. I'm not going to overthink this one. I'm taking Arkansas minus 6. Cincinnati just lost way too much as a team for me to back them here plus six on the road against an Arkansas team that I really like. We talked about these guys last night in our SEC preview. KJ Jefferson, I think has a really good game here. Cincinnati losing sauce Gardner and Kobe Bryant in the secondary is really going to hurt them for an Arkansas team that their receiving core ranked 11th in the country last year in receiving yards per game. Arkansas's uh, problems last year were on defense. So I think there are opportunities for Cincinnati to come in here and score some points. But you're missing Desmond Ritter. Ben Bryant just transferred from Eastern Michigan. I'm not going to put my money behind Bryant to come in and cover this game at plus six. Uh, I think Arkansas wins this game by a couple of touchdowns. I really do. I think I, I think we're going to see an uh, in, in SEC group of five difference here. Uh, even with Cincinnati making the playoff, we've seen this with teams from the group of five who you lose so much from the season before. It's so difficult to carry over that success into the next season. And I think with them not getting a game in in week one or even week zero to work out the kinks is going to come into play here. Yeah. I, um, you know, this game, this line even itself is interesting to me. Um, You know, I went back and forth on which side I would be because like I, when I like to look at games like this, I like to read the line, you know, if I were to set this line, I probably would have set it closer to 13, 13 and a half. And then maybe Vegas would have set it at around 14, 14 and a half especially with as much that Luke Fickle lost, lost nine players to the draft. You said it, Sauce Gardner, Kobe Bryant, Jerome Ford, Desmond Ritter. Alex Pierce. Yes. uh, For teams that went against Cincinnati, they couldn't throw the ball. It wasn't that they didn't want to throw the ball. They couldn't throw the ball. Now that opens up a little bit more where you're going to have to play some double coverage. You're going to, you can't just stack the box. And what is Sam Pittman going to want to do? He's going to want to run the freaking rock. He's going to run the ball a ton, a ton on this Cincinnati team. I think as this line keeps going lower and lower, I have no other choice but taking Arkansas. It's just if Cincinnati Cincinnati is a good program, but they're no uh, blue chip program where they're getting these guys reloading, retooling every single year. It's not always next man up for for the group of five. And I'm going to have to just take that and stride and and take Arkansas without overthinking it because – Listen, the only way I think this line makes sense that it's set at right now is if this just becomes one of those grinded out like nine to 14 
games. Yeah. That is the only way Arkansas don't cover this. So I'm backing uh, the six points here. I'm feeling good about that one. I'm feeling good that we've got three out of four. Let's go ahead and get right into our college football playoff picks with the season starting in, well, started last week, but <laughs> Labor Day weekend is here, about 24 hours away. College football playoff picks, who you got? Um, do you want me to go one through four? Uh, one through four, and then tell me who you got in the championship and who you got winning. One through four, number one, Alabama. Number two, Ohio State. Number three, Utah. Number four, Georgia. I have Alabama, Ohio State in the championship, but I do have Ohio State and Utah playing one of those great Rose Bowl repeats. I'm so high on Utah again this year, and I'm going to be high on them because this year they're going to have a better test in the Pac-12. And Nick Saban, he says he's a big proponent of this. I, he wants to play tough games. He wants tough games through the season. They want to face adversity through the season. That gives them the confidence to know they can get it done. I have Alabama winning it all. Of course. <laughs> all right. I got Alabama number one, Ohio State number two. I've got Clemson number three, and I've got Utah number four. I am also very high on Utah. I hope they don't let us down. They seem to be more trendy picks uh, as we get closer and closer to the season. I think we're going to know real quick. Uh, on Saturday in that Utah-Florida game if, if, if they're going to be for real. But Utah is still a team that can lose that game in the swamp week one and still, you know, they have a good enough team to win out in that Pac-12 and still make yeah. the playoffs. So uh, there's there's going to be – I think I think there's going to be some room for error for for everybody, to be honest. I, I don't know if we're going to see a team run the table this year. Uh, I've got Clemson in there because I just don't think that the ACC talent-wise is where Clemson is right now. I know that they aren't. I think last year was an outlier, and I think Clemson gets back to the playoff. I don't know exactly how they're going to do it at this point. I mean, they're they're going to have an elite defense. I think Clemson is going to have a top five defense this year. And oh, I think that, absolutely. Yeah, and, and if if not a top three, and I think that's going to be enough, even if they trip up along the way, which I think they will. I think Clemson comes in here as twelve and one ACC champions, and they have the brand to make it to the playoff over you know an eleven and one Michigan or you know. Whoever else it may be, because I was very close to, to putting <laughs> Michigan in my playoff because I'm very high on them. I like right. your uh, I like your Clemson pick. I, I think that DJ uh, DJU is going to have a good year with uh, Brandon Streeter as his offensive coordinator. I think bounce back, and yeah. and again, I, th I I think that the ACC is weak enough where they can just ride that defense all the way to the end, and they don't yeah. have to play Georgia Week One. So let's keep yeah. that in mind. All right, so I've got a great game between Alabama and Utah. Uh, Bama wins. And then uh, another Ohio State Clemson classic. Ohio State takes it. And I've got Alabama over Ohio State. As much as I want to pick Ohio State to win the national championship, you know, it gets to a point where, listen, Ohio State hasn't won a national championship since 2014. It's yeah. 2015, whatever the hell it was. It's, it's 2022. It, it's been years. We're, we're nearing a decade. But what I will say about Ohio State this year in Ryan Day, it is national championship or bust. Ryan Day has to, at the very minimum, make it to the championship game. Exactly. And then that game against Bama has to be a three-point game one way or the other. I And I really do think that if we get this national championship, then it means that both teams lived up to their expectations and yeah. we get a 45-42 national championship game. And I think at that point it really could be a coin flip. I think Bama is just so far and above better than everybody else in the country right now. Uh, I was good. talking They're about this. 
Well, I was talking about this, you know, in our SEC preview, just uh, you could argue they have the two best players in the country in yeah. Bryce Young and Will Anderson, and they're just stacked at linebacker. I, I think Jameer Gibbs is going to have a big year. It's it's always who's up next for Alabama. And Ohio State just hasn't proven it. Ohio State didn't make the playoff last year. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's, it's hard for me to be at a point where I'm taking them to win the whole damn thing. Until proven otherwise, Alabama is the best team in the country. Yep. Welcome to college football, guys. Hey, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you press the like, subscribe, and ring the bell. Be sure to download your podcast on iTunes or however else you get your podcast. Best of luck, guys. College football season is here.